So welcome to another Creative Spin Podcast. And today I got myself in trouble and I had to go get a lawyer. No, I did not. <laughs> we'll be talking to Jose. He is a lawyer, but I am not in trouble. But we're going to be talking about not only law, but most importantly for me, I think, is the whole business aspect uh, of what it is to be a lawyer and own your own business. There are a lot of good little nuggets in this uh, creative spin podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. So, without further ado, hit that intro. Today's podcast is brought to you by Workplace One, a company offering boutique private offices, co working spaces, and virtual office solutions, as well as meeting rooms in the best neighborhoods of Toronto and Kitchener-Waterloo. Ideal for entrepreneurs, companies, and passionate business people. Workplace One is where you want to be with your business. For more information, go over to WorkplaceOne.com. Creative Spin Podcast is now on the air, and thank you for being a part of our podcast. Jose, welcome to our podcast, Jose. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. You 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 got here early, which is a first for us because <laughs> usually our uh, our guests no our, our guests are great. They always come in time. But you got here early. You got you got to, to see how we set things up, and uh, and how sometimes things get interesting around here. It was well worth it coming in early and <laughs> sitting in for that. And uh, uh, how a radio station got into our uh, headsets and and all of that. It was through the TV. Through the TV, we figured that much out, and and it confused me even more. I don't. know. I have to try to figure the, the whole TV to radio to headphone situation. But um, welcome to, uh, to this uh, to People this podcast. People are very confused right now. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm just trying to skip, skip around. Um, thank you for accepting the invitation and for being here and, uh, and uh, you know, to, to just sit down and, and talk to me a little bit. Um, I think, you know, when I, when I asked you to be here... Um, my my focus on this podcast is I want to be able to bring as many different angles to what it is to be an entrepreneur, what it is to have an entrepreneurial mind. And um, you've been at that game for a little bit now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But to give a little bit of context to everybody at home, um, you know, I always ask my uh, my guests a little bit of their origin story so that, uh, you know, everybody knows a little bit about who you are, where everything started, and how everything started. So, go yeah, for so it. To, to sum it up, um, <laughs> I went to school, I went to law school, mm-hmm. and then um, I decided I wanted to take on the business uh, mm-hmm. part of law, business side of law. And um, to do that, I started my firm. Initially, mm-hmm. I was by myself, and then we've grown a little bit. Did you, did you uh, like... Did you start that right after uh, university, right after your So course? after you finish university, you have to do a year-long internship that we mm-hmm. call articling, essentially making sure you know where to go when you have to go to court. <laughs> <laughs> and what to say and what to do. Okay, that this makes is, sense. <laughs> <laughs> so getting, because school focuses on, um, and actually that's an interesting thing I'd like to touch on today, school focuses on the substantive part of the law mostly. Yeah. And it's kind of sad because you don't learn how to run a business, how to run a legal business. 
Now, do they even offer courses of how to run your business? Not the law school I not went to law, and not to my knowledge. So you would essentially, if you wanted to educate yourself a little bit more, you would actually have to take a secondary course in business to run your business, your law business. Which, after seven years of school, <laughs> it's the last thing you right? want to It's do. like, okay, I, I've done this, I've done that. Oh, my God, now i got to do another three years. But you know, it's three years of law school just... Yeah. have one or two courses about how to run a business and how to run a law firm as a business. Because I, I guess um, I kind of understand uh, probably why they don't, because a law might be um, seen more as, you know, you usually you, you finish your course and you end up working at a, a law firm, right? Usually that's the case. But I mean, there's there's always that percentage of people that want to have their own business. So I agree with you. They should have at least a component, a, a choice. Because I think early on you knew you wanted to have your own business, right? Yeah, and uh, you want you know that um, it's a significant part of, of being a lawyer if you're mm -hmm. running your own business that you run it well. Yeah. And I think it makes you a better lawyer because of course. everyone who runs a business knows there are all sorts of pressures uh, that uh, <laughs> just a little bit once in a while <laughs> that really impact the substance of the work you do absolutely like the business pressures impact how good of a lawyer you are if you're losing sleep over your business if you're not getting enough rest if you're if you don't have enough cash flow mm -hmm. at the end of the month that's going to impact the the, the mental time you have to devote to your clients and absolutely. the substance of the of their file so if everything runs smoothly on the business, or as smoothly as it can run. <laughs> I was going to say, what's the trick? <laughs> on the business aspect of it, I think you can become a better lawyer. You can provide better legal services. Absolutely. Uh, and your mental health, too, is, is has a huge impact because uh, when things are going wrong, uh, mm -hmm. you're not, you're, you're, you're getting stressed out. You're, again, you're not taking vacation. Yeah. You're, it, it's much yeah, more. Yeah, it just affects everything. And, but do you find, um, I mean, you're obviously a young guy and, and all of the uh, colleagues you've had and all of that. Do you find that a lot of your peers as well, they're looking into starting their own business? Do you think that that's now uh, kind of like a little bit of a shift in your industry of, of people starting their own business? I think more and more uh, we see that. And there's a few things. Why, Why? is that? Well, number one, the more people... We're opening the doors to making it, we're making it easier for people who mm -hmm. are trained abroad to become lawyers in Ontario. Okay. So there's more lawyers out there. There's okay. more people providing legal services, and the big firms and the firms uh, can no longer absorb all the lawyers that are that are coming out. Mm -hmm. So more people start their own shop because you've invested so many years into this business. You you want to be a lawyer. <laughs> years of money, right? It's exactly. Not cheap. It's not cheap. And um, but I don't think the, this, the, the, the legal system is set up to promote that kind of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. um, for example, one of the other things that bothers me is that our own regulator, the Law Society, they, they come and audit you after you've been in practice for some time. Mm -hmm. And while there are a lot of written resources on how to set up your own firm, yeah. I believe that they should have people in the law society that come 
and visit you for a week when you're starting out and giving you tips. Kind of letting you know how, how this yeah. is. So instead of coming later on and fixing all the stuff you've been screwing up. Yeah, it's essentially, here you go, start, and then we'll, we'll catch up with you in a couple of months. Yeah. It, sh it should be reversed. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're planning on starting a law firm. You have to register with the Law Society, and we will send someone to help you create best practices. Mm. Even a few days, just think about this, think about that. And this is not to say there aren't written resources online. There are. But mm -hmm. I think that yeah, personal sitting down with you goes a long way. Absolutely. Um, Looking somebody in the eye and going through the experiences and, and the questions that are going to come up. I mean, every business is going to be different. You're going to have a whole different group of people you're working with. A whole different set of, of, uh, of clients that you're going to have that are going to bring different issues and different problems. And these are things that you can't really put all into a book because... There's, again, they're yeah. so different from each other. And people don't know that unless they have either have a past in business and they understand mm -hmm. business or they've done something wrong and then they learn that way that, you know, the right way of doing it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we should pass on that experience early on to entrepreneurs that are lawyers and want to start their law firms. Let's say in the future, um, would you be able to start a, a course on your own and, and say, you know what, I want to teach some of uh, the younger lawyers, let's say, your plan for retirement, let's just say, <laughs> let's say in a few years from now. Could, could that be something that, that could be done by someone or does it have to be done through a university? I think it could definitely be done by someone. Right. It's, um, I think the university is a good place to do it because, first of all... There would be a structure to it and, and all that, right? And if you're thinking, if, you're, if you haven't decided that you want to run your own firm as a lawyer, just taking a course and knowing what's involved yeah. might help you with that decision before you've gone down that road. Exactly. I mean, you, you might even find out that, hey, you know what? I might start my own business. I, I thought I was going to work for yeah. a firm, and now, you know what? I might give it a try and see how it works out, right? Or the opposite, too, is, well, I thought this was going to be a lot less work than what it actually is. <laughs> uh, so it's not for me. So, uh, so talk to us a little bit about those, uh, those expectations as you're coming out of you know, university and you're uh, full of energy and full of dreams. And then, bam, you get hit with, uh, with the reality of life and business. Um, do you want to share a couple of uh, funny stories or, or things you weren't expecting? I don't know. Well, something. There, there's a it's it's a roller coaster, and I think that's <laughs> true for any business. Um, it's a roller coaster, and and the the main thing that I've been lucky to have is people around me that have always given me good advice. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very important um, to have I would call it like good advisors, like people mm -hmm. that you can talk to and ask questions about the business exactly, and will help you make decisions. And having a, a diverse pool of opinions is key because you can pick and choose uh, what fits who you are and what fits your model. And right? probably even people outside of the uh, of law, right? People who have businesses might come in with an idea that you can probably apply to your own business afterwards. Exactly, right? yeah. exactly. Yeah. And... Um, I think you need to be prepared to do a lot of um, paperwork and bookkeeping and understanding that, understanding accounting, understanding what cash flow is, understanding what you need, what cash you need every month to stay afloat. Yeah. Because uh, that uh, will also force you to be better at billing and, and bill monthly. I know, mm -hmm. you know there's situations where people don't bill for a few months. Well, if you understand your business well, you'll know that that's a risk that you're taking. Yeah. Because um, your clients then get that huge bill 
Yeah. From three months ago. It's like, why are you billing me now? Yeah. Um, and also, I think it's important to understand that while you have to devote a big part of who you are to running your business, you still have to have a life outside of the business to keep objectivity, to understand that if it's failing or if things are not going well, you're not taking, you shouldn't take that personally, in my view. You should just it's be objective experience. and yeah. you're like, okay, how do I fix that? Mm-hmm. It's not you failing, it's the business. So that will be make you a better businessman, I think, to look yeah, at yeah. it objectively. Absolutely. I think, you know, uh, I never see a mistake, quote unquote, uh, in business as being a mistake. It's, I think it's a learning process. We all have to kind of go through it. Trust me, I know yeah. a little <laughs> thing or two about those mistakes after almost 16 years in business. Uh, you make a ton of mistakes. And, and it's interesting now, you know, you know just now in my 40s, I've been in business for a while. Uh, you know, you mature. You mature in that sense. And, and you're a lot more calmer. And, and you, you see things objectively. And that's, you don't start freaking out every single time. <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's a learning process and, and it's good to hear that even even as a lawyer, um, you guys go through the same thing. And I think they're, they're, you were, you're absolutely right when you say you need to have a good uh, pool of people around you that can support you, that can help you, that can be there for you. I think it's important for any business. So anybody that's watching us or listening to us right now, I mean, if you're thinking about getting into business, I think one of the best uh, ways is to really find that. And it doesn't need to be a big group. Right. No, you can have like one, it's two true. people, but the right people. Sometimes a big group isn't good because then you get the, the crazies are there. They're <laughs> everywhere and it's going <laughs> to gonna get complicated. So you don't want to do that. You want to get, you know, the right people to, to be beside and, you. And even when you're 100 percent sure of your next step, yeah. it doesn't hurt to ask them. Absolutely. To hear an opinion mm-hmm. and maybe you'll change your mind. Maybe you won't. But you've, you've done what you needed to do. And those people are key because we're talking about mistakes. They help you sometimes avoid those mistakes. You mm-hmm. just have a, a bridge over the mistake and you don't... don't it go. makes it easier. And so, but yeah. even though sometimes, uh, you know, we'll hear about these mistakes or these uh, things that have happened and we're like, ah, that won't happen to me. I'll, I'll, I'll work true. around <laughs> it. And then, you know, a few years down the road, you go, damn it. No, he was absolutely right. You know, I should have listened to him. Um, but it's the nature of the, of mm-hmm. the beast. Um, so... How long have you been in business now? I've been in business. I'm on my seventh year. Seven. I like the number seven. It's I don't a, know why. It's, it's a good it's number. A, it's a good number. And uh, how's it been? So, so it's been... Um, from now until... Overall, it's been great. Uh, it's been... I've, we've been doing well, which I'm very happy about. And uh, partly because the other point, the other key to success in a business, I think, and it's related to this, is who do you have working with you? Mm-hmm. So your what's team. what's the energy in your team? Mm-hmm. What's the focus in your team? Um, and for me, it's uh, one of the th- things that is key is trusting your gut when you're choosing the people you're going to work with. Because mm-hmm. sometimes someone looks really good on paper. Oh, yeah. They always look good on paper. And then you meet <laughs> them and you're like, you know, my, my instinct is telling me that there's an issue here. My brain is looking at these resume and saying, oh, that's fantastic. So yeah. if your instinct tells you that uh, there's something there, uh, it's good to, to follow. Uh, that's that, great I advice. I, I, I second that. Uh, I think <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's great advice using your gut feeling. I mean, a lot of people might say, oh, no, but you got to go with the, with the numbers. And the, nah, mm, yeah, everything kind of works. But that first gut feeling, I 100% agree with it. You have to 
there's something there. You Absolutely. either like someone or you don't like someone, right? And trust that. <laughs> you got to go with it. I mean, that's the way life is, right? But it's interesting because part of me questions, well, am I being unfair with that person? Mm-hmm. Because gut is not a, an objective. True. An objective thing that I can Can't say really exactly no. why am I choosing yeah. not to give this person a chance? And then the question becomes, is this fair? And, and what is really driving that decision? Is this... But, so I struggle with that, too. Yeah, and, and you need to also look at it, you know, when you're choosing somebody extra, uh, somebody else to be part of the team, you now need to think not only for yourself, but for the team, right? Yeah. Is this person going to fit within the team environment? Not just me. I might really like that person, but then everybody else might hate yeah. that person, and it's gonna be, there's going to be a bumpy road ahead, right? And you don't want that in, in the business, I think. I don't want it. Uh, but... Um, now, throughout you still need to make sure that, and I guess my what I'm trying to come across, um, put across here, when I say gut, you need to check yourself that you're not making that decision because of the person's color or race or religion. Yeah, that those things are not in your mind when you're saying your gut. It's just the energy that you're talking about and how pers- if that person's a good person or not a good person. So yeah, these it, days it's important, I think, to, I think to a, keep uh, that in check. It's very important for, for us to kind of like go with our gut as well um, because you're going to be working with this person, man. Yeah. And the last thing you're <laughs> going to want is, you know, to go, go home and go, ah, man, because, you know, it, it, it takes you down. And, you know, going back to, to what you were saying before of, you know, you want to have a good balance even when you get out of the office. It's, it's really that. You don't want to go home and thinking about, oh, you know, that guy or that gal uh, driving me crazy all day. It's not oh, worth it's, it. It's not worth <laughs> it. You get home, it's like, no, no, this, this is not it. So, you know, throughout these seven years, uh, now you're at a point where are you, um, do you feel like there's still a lot more to learn? Are you expanding your practices? Uh, are you looking into different things, different strategies? What's the, the grand Jamie, plan? it's so interesting because as a lawyer, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a lot more confident mm-hmm. in my work and in the quality of my work. As a businessman... I don't feel that. <laughs> I feel like every month I need to I, I I need to take steps to fix things, and every month I, I I feel like I still have so much to learn, and every month I feel like I'm still doing mistakes, right? As a business person, yeah. And it's interesting because I feel ah, I should be feeling. I thought I would feel much more confident in my business decisions. <laughs> I wish I could stand here and tell you, no, it's gonna get better. But right, it, that's interesting. Uh, why? I what don't is know. about business? It, it, it's it, and the thing is, it, it's not that it will get worse or it will continue with a lot of headaches. I think it's just going to be different types, and it it has to do with the evolution, because you as a human being, you're going to start evolving. You're going to start doing different things. You're going to start having different teammates. You're going to have, and all of that are going to bring different issues and different problems and different. You know, it's it's. Then age comes into effect and then your personal life comes into effect, you know, when you have kids and you have more than one, one, more than two. It's just when you buy a dog, I'm thinking about my dog, Loki, like it becomes an issue. Like all of these things, you might seem like they're insignificant. That what does a dog have to do with my business? It will. (laughs) (laughs) There will be a day that it it might affect you. But um, throughout all of this, um, is it still worth it? Do you think it's still worth it? Do you still have that that you know that little 
oomph that you had when you started that you wanted to, to get go? I do, because going. that uncertainty of my decision keeps me alive as a yeah. person, like keeps me motivated, keeps me wanting to continue. And, and I really like that because I'm as a person, I like change. Mm-hmm. I like to try I call it evolving, thing. right? Right. And um, I don't know if it happened to you, but I'm I'm 34. So mm-hmm. I'm loving my 30s because I feel that certain things yeah, are 34. clicking. I just turned 43. There you go. Just <laughs> change the digits there. there. <laughs> but age helps you get that perspective too and be calmer about things mm-hmm. and be more relaxed. And not everything is the end of the world anymore. Yep. Trust that's, me. That's awesome. <laughs> I like that. It is, it is. And it will only get better with age. I think, uh, you know, a lot of people are always afraid of getting older. And um, one of the things that I've been noticing is that I think we're living in an age and that age is not such a big issue as it used to be. I don't know. Think about it this way. When you look back and you think about when you were a little kid and you used to look at a 40 year old, does that person, the 40-year-old that you used to look at, does that compare to the 40-year-old you look at today? I don't think so. They're very different people, right? I think when I looked at my my dad or anybody uh, in my age bracket that I am right now, they didn't look, they didn't, they weren't up to date with things. That's true for 17-year-olds, for 16-year-olds, like you, when you were a kid, you look at older people and then you get there. Damn, that guy's old, you know, (laughs) now I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, man, that guy's old. But you feel differently. And and I think uh, we're evolving a little bit differently, right? And uh, our experiences are, are, um, you know, you still have that, you know, you stay calmer, you know how to approach problems in a different way. But... It's this other part that I didn't know, which is you're still young. You yeah, still feel like you can true. do it, right? But now you have all this baggage of experience. So you can do it better. Now, <laughs> now you're going to start kicking some ass, right? You're going to go out there and you're going to start doing things for real because now you're going to be able to avoid all the problems that you had. So for all you guys out there that are afraid to get older, don't worry, man. You're going to oh, no, still feel it, good. It's a great journey, actually. Yeah. Uh, the, the 30s, I hear good things about the 40s, too. So. Awesome. They're amazing. <laughs> So anyway, but that that helps you also as a business person, I, I think. And when we're talking about advisors, I have people in my group that are, you know, much older than me, and I, I listen to them because I, mm-hmm. as I go through this process, I'm like, whoa, this person is already 20 years ahead. Exactly. So, you right? know, that's gold, little nuggets of gold that they're giving. But do me. you find that they're listening to you as well? Because that's that's a, that's a, a, sometimes an issue, right? We as younger uh, will listen to the olders, uh, older people, but then sometimes it's difficult for the the older people people to listen to the younger people. Are you finding that in in, in your uh, in your field? Um, in my field, um, well, in in, per, in my field, I, I I think you're right. Mm. It's it's hard to get through to 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 them, but. Personally, the older people I keep in my group of advisors, I think they'll listen to me. The mm-hmm. ones that know me and, and I think that that advice okay. is a two-way road, except good, if we're talking good. about my dad or people that will always be stubborn. Parents <laughs> are parents. I mean, they have a job well, to but do. You, you yeah. know what I mean, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but people that you're kind of more distant, but close, uh, your relationship is just based on good advice mm-hmm. flowing mm-hmm. both ways, I think, I think works quite nicely. All right. 
Um, and, and in this journey, so now you, um, you know, you've also started tapping into to trying out new things in, uh, in how you want to put out the message to, uh, to a broader audience. Um, we're working together in some, some little projects yeah. as well and, and doing videos and, and all of that stuff. What is your view in today's world, today's technology and, um, and the l law uh, in the sense of law is something that, I mean, it changes, law changes, obviously, but not so much. It's been something that, you know, it's, it's one of those, uh, fields time. that it, it, it takes time to, for any changes, but now all of a sudden all this new tech is coming in. How do you see those two talking to each other? Um, it's it's interesting because you came into my life at a period of change too. Because mm -hmm. I've joined, I've become a partner in another law firm. Yeah, and that's going to be our like where we're going to try these things. Yeah, and, let's uh, try this. And, and we're stuff. we're all together in it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my 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 family law practice is much more conventional in terms mm -hmm. of how we advertise. And now this this firm that I've just joined, everyone is on board with trying mm -hmm. um, new media and yes. new new ways to reach out to clients. So I think technology hasn't yet jolted the law, but I think it will very shortly. Mm -hmm. Not just in the way you advertise, but also in the way you practice. So technology in the courtroom and um, technology, how you file documents. You don't, mm -hmm. we still do a lot of things. We use fax machines and Those I was still work. And I was talking to my <laughs> 16 year old nephew and he doesn't know what a fax machine is, Jamie. Uh, I know. <laughs> well, me, I have a teenager uh, uh, at home. <laughs> let me tell you about the device. And that's when you start <laughs> sounding really old. So I'm trying to explain to this 16 year old kid what a fax machine is. Yeah. And, and that's when you know that things have changed. Yeah, absolutely. And either you stay with the fax machine or you try to, you gotta evolve, to keep up. Yeah. That delay, mm -hmm. I think, exposes a great opportunity for lawyers that, wanting to, that want to tap that market early mm -hmm. on. So absolutely. we see a lot of bigger firms already advertising in Instagram and, uh, and social media. Yeah, they're media. pushing on, on, on a lot of the platforms. Yeah, but you're right. There's, you don't see it a lot it, yet. It's not universal yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not in, like the way advertising on TTC is for lawyers. So you mm -hmm. see a lot of personal injury and other firms advertising. Yeah, they're on. still uh, based on the old, uh, and I call it old with air quotes here, uh, on the old media. Uh, that still works. I'm not saying it doesn't work. But I think, you know, uh, being able to to work on both sides of, of the spectrum, you know, the quote unquote old media and quote unquote the new media. I think that's the secret really is it's being able to, to send off your message to anybody that's willing to, to hear it or that is in need of that. Yeah. And what you're trying to do uh, based on our conversations is you want to make, you want to make your practice, your, your, you know, uh, actually I should say you want to make law more accessible to the general public, right? You want to make it easier for them to understand because uh, I think the, the big perception is like, oh, my gosh, I got to go talk to my lawyer. Like it's always that big perception that, oh, I don't understand what's going on. The lingo, the, the law, it's, there's so many little little pieces to the puzzle for anything when it comes to law. And you want to break that a little bit. You want to be able to, to bring the message to, to the audience, right? Yeah, and technology is definitely making that easier. Mm -hmm. um, and I think... We're just scratching the surface. Oh, absolutely. 
very very awesome. like even doing a podcast like this is something yeah that um, advances that access to justice and you know we're talking about how young lawyers can start their own law firms and we're yeah. seeing more and more of that that day as well if we have more lawyers there's going to be um, more people providing legal services for people that wouldn't otherwise have it and then if those lawyers are reaching out social media mm-hmm. like w- we will see more and more of that uh, yeah uh, in the next few years and I'm excited for it all right you're ready <laughs> for the adventure of uh, law and social media <laughs> <laughs> so uh, any, well, any from, ad- I'm actually curious from more your perspective oh, questions to me I like this I like this <laughs> yeah but it, it's interesting do you find that dealing with law firms poses different challenges as clients than than other businesses uh, no and and I don't because I my take on this is that I see everybody and when I say everybody is any type of field at the same level I think that anybody that has a business is selling either a product or a service and the the, the way you sell things is the same way right you create a connection with with the clients that you you have or you create try to reach out to new clients. I mean, that's the basis of it. And social media and all of these new things, they're absolutely down the same route that the way that marketing was done before. Even when technology wasn't here, what did we do? We provided good service mm-hmm. in order for other people to, to like us and to come back to us and to spread the word. The only difference that social media is doing is now that reach is a lot bigger. When you were in a small town, uh, you know, you had 200 people around you, that was your audience. But, people, but then you had a very big connection to that audience because they knew where you lived, where you like to eat. So let's say if you had a restaurant, you came into the restaurant, I would know, okay, I know, I know Jose likes his, uh, his soup this way or the meat that way. So now you can create... Blue, please. Blue. <laughs> uh, it, you can create your marketing around what you know. And with social media, I think the biggest misconception people have is they, they want numbers. They want to reach out to everybody. That's great. But you also need to connect with them. You also yeah. need to get close to them. Just the same way as the small shop in a small town used to do before, you still need to do that in social media. So when you say uh, lawyers or, or uh, real estate agents or whoever it is, it's all the same thing. It's just how you do it, right? It's how you're going to talk about it. It's how the real estate agent mm-hmm. is going to talk about it and how you're going to be able to connect to your audience. That's the little secret. And that's where it's different. And that's where I come in. I love doing that. I love talking to you and seeing yeah. what you're good at and, and how you're going to connect with your audience. That's, that's a part of this business that I like is, is, is that uh, uncertainty of how. I know what we need to do, but how you're going to do it. And that's the, the key feature. Social media for me, uh, or advertising in general, is one of the reasons I, I really enjoy it is that because I love that personal connection with people, mm-hmm. when you're in social media and then someone out there recognizes you and comes and talks with you, mm-hmm. they feel like they know you already. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's a lot <laughs> easier to have that connection right away with the person yeah, absolutely. because absolutely. the barriers are dropped. Mm-hmm. This person feels like they know they know you and you know if, and in if, a way they do and, the, and, and in a way they do exactly. But then you get that connection right away. Yeah. And, and if you're at a party and someone oh I see you on TV or I see your podcast yeah. and I follow you and it's 
that connection is already there, so you, you get a better quality of interaction with the person. And, and that, and for me, is brilliant. And you've had uh, experience, I mean, we were just talk, talking just before we started. You, you've been doing TV for quite a while as well, been, been a guest in quite a few TV shows. Uh, this now, this, this is a little bit of a, just a transition for you because it now feels very different. Oh, first, it does? I did TV for, um, for the Portuguese community, so yep. that's where I focused. And my favorite crew are the Portuguese old ladies. I love them, they love me. <laughs> uh, when I say, you know, you go to a party and you speak to a Portuguese old lady and they recognize me, breaks my heart, and I love them, and they love, so it's, it's great. That so connection. now, th th that connection is there, and, uh, and in a way, um, transitioning now to the, um, to an English-speaking mm -hmm. uh, crowd feels different. I, I have to be honest about yeah. that, and we've we've talked about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it's it's a new journey. So that's that's cool. Um, but yeah, so it's. I think um, it'll be a good experience. We're uh, we're gonna we're gonna definitely uh, try some new new things <laughs> and uh, see what happens. So now to end this off, do you have any message for? Uh, uh, let's say there's a young, soon-to-be lawyer watching us right now that is now thinking oh i'm gonna start my own my own company as well what's your advice well my advice is first don't overthink it because you can find reasons to not do something if you think long enough about it yeah for everything in life i think so don't overthink it 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 works out second uh don't think a little bit about it so <laughs> that that means Call up people that are doing what you want to do, and you'll be shocked how generous people are with their, with their time. Mm -hmm. Jamie, if someone calls me tomorrow, I don't know this person, and like, you know, I want to set up a law firm. Do you have advice for me? I will spend, I'll give that person my time because yeah. that's who I am. Because, and, and you would want that to happen to you when you started as well, right? Exactly. So, yeah. so ask, reach out uh, for advice and, and, and talk to people about it. Um, and then try new things, but don't try things that might... Um, that are too out there? Th well, <laughs> not too out there. I'm thinking, for example, when I, when I started, I, I tried to put an advertising uh, um, a spot on a big, on a well-known radio station in Toronto. Mm -hmm. That cost me a lot of money, Yeah, don't, Jamie, don't, don't, a lot of money. It, I was biting more than I can chew, but that's yeah. who I am. Like, I, I go out there. I, yeah. I, I hit for the stars, but you know that cost me a lot of money, and I I, I wished I had thought a little bit better about spending yeah. thirty thousand dollars for three months on a, yeah, on yeah, a radio yeah. spot. So you need to be aware of those things, you know, and and not get, you know not try to run before you, you, you learn can, how to walk, right? Exactly. So it's finding that balance of not being overly critical of your work, mm -hmm. and I'll take one of your page book. It's you know if it's not perfect right away, it's okay. It's okay. You, you got to start trying, and uh, and then you'll, it's going to get better. So yeah. that's true in business as well. Mm -hmm. If you if you've made a website, and it's not hundred percent perfect, okay. just just put it out there and then work on it. Yeah. Uh, don't uh, because the problem is also if you make something perfect and then you just forget about it, it's going to get outdated. So it's better to keep exactly. keep working and, and 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 being out there. So those would be um, some of the. <laughs> we got some sound effects <laughs> going on. It's not the radio. No, it's not the radio. <laughs>
Uh, okay. But yeah, so that's what I would great say. Great advice, great advice. I hope that uh, we've uh, somehow helped someone out there. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for inviting me. You're an amazing my, guest. My absolute and, uh, pleasure. And you guys out there, uh, keep an eye out because uh, you're going to see this uh, beautiful face <laughs> out there everywhere. And from our end, thank you for being here with uh, the Creative Spin Podcast. And don't forget to hit that uh, just, you know, karate chop that subscribe button on YouTube. And yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, do what you need to do. Anyways, guys, catch you on the next one.